Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. I was going to tell you Happy New Year yesterday, and then we got 2021 off to the start that basically uh, is fitting for the end of 2020. Riley and I couldn't hear ourselves talk for the first three minutes of the show, and uh, it wasn't because anything was wrong here. We just don't know the buttons. We got a fancy new studio right here at the ESPN Missoula, I guess Missoula Broadcasting Headquarters here in uh, on North Reserve in Missoula. But have no fear. We can hear ourselves talk now, and so Happy New Year to everybody out there. It is Nuanez now. The intro music, it's coming. The intro, the new intro is coming. I don't know how we're going to brand this. Maybe a couple Spitfire takes from Riley, maybe some stuff from Sean. We're going to have a variety of people this week, this month, this year as we uh, trudge through. It's going to be the exact same sports talk that you're that you've come to know and love. Going to give you all the things you need to know prep ranks around the state of Montana, Big Sky Conference ranks around the entire region, and of course, the Montana angle on pro sports. If you didn't get the memo, this is the last time I'm going to tell you this week. I might tell you one time next week. Last time I'm going to tell you this week, Ryan Tutel is gone. It's sad, but it's happy, and we're going to have a, a really, really great time here on ESPN Missoula and statewide with you on television as well on SWX Montana TV. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez, as we get show number two of 2021 underway. If you listen on the radio, you already know it's 102.9 ESPN Missoula. If you're listening on the TV, you already know it's SWX Montana Television. If you want to listen somewhere else or say you're going to go on a little drive or say you're at your office jamming away or whatever it might be, 
Go check out the live stream, 1029ESPN.com is where you find that. All you got to do is click on the Listen Live button. Stream, proudly presented by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to give us a call, go ahead and do it. 361-3688. That's 361-3688. Our first segment today, we'll take a look at what we got in the show. Our first segment today is actually going to be stemming off of a text that we received during yesterday's show. So have no fear. It's not deaf ears here. You're definitely going to get some feedback and some input into this show. So we will talk about some hypothetical quarterback fits for both the coaches at the Montana schools, Bobby Houck and Jeff Cho. We'll have a little fun. This is obviously just to have some fun, but also to maybe get into a deeper discussion as well about the, the quarterback philosophies for both the head football coaches at Montana and Montana State University. Um, in segment number two, we are going to have our Pepsi Youth Sports segment. That's the first Tuesday of every month, presented by Pepsi Cola in Missoula. It's got a little uh, look at what's going on in youth sports around the community, around Western Montana, and around the state. We're also going to have some free Taglieri Deli for you today. So we got a gift card. So stay tuned. You're going to need that number. It's three six one three six eight eight again. And all guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. So stay with us. To win some Taglieri Deli, you're going to want it. Riley already knows it's the best in all of Missoula. We're also going to have the return of our Treasure State Stars. If you followed us during the fall, you know that we picked five standout football players from around the Treasure State to highlight each Tuesday from the weekend that was. And uh, we'll be doing that, but not just football-oriented. Now we're going to be delving into all sports, uh, youth sports, club sports, high school sports, male and female athletes. So we're going to do a little bit on uh, Jake Sanderson, the great hockey player from up in Whitefish who's on Team USA and uh, helped send Team USA to the gold medal game, actually, of the 2021 World Junior Hockey Championships, and also have a little bit of remembrance of 2020. We still got a couple days here to be nostalgic about the year that was, even if it wasn't the greatest year for all of us. Top of the hour, your new favorite segment. I already know it is. It's one of my favorite segments we have in this show, The Business Angle with Justin Angle from the University of Montana Business School, looking at all things sports, particularly when it comes to college athletics, from a business angle. And then, of course, Riley's only here on Mondays and Tuesdays as of right now. We're going to get some hits later on in the week, but as far as his uh, full co-hosting of this show, he'll be here on Mondays and Tuesdays, and so he wants a little crack at the NFL playoffs. We talked about the matchups yesterday, but we're going to talk NFL picks against the spread as well. So there you go. Remember, 361-3688. You can call or text that number. We'd love to hear from you. We actually got a text earlier today from Brett. Thanks, Brett, for always writing in. We appreciate it, but he's talking about Gary Kubiak retiring. We'll get into that a little bit because you have some Kubiak knowledge uh, because of his uh, affiliation with the Denver Broncos, but also he's been with the Minnesota Vikings and actually done a pretty darn good job here lately. But the one uh, thing we got to start off with at the top of the show, this is directly from the University of Montana football program. They posted it on Twitter uh, just a couple hours ago. Hugh Davidson passed away at the age of 92 uh, earlier this week. Coach Davidson was the head coach for the Montana Grizzlies from 1964 to 1966 and then lived in the Bitterroot Valley for quite some time working as an NFL scout. So 92, it's like we always say in my family, man, if you finish the race, it was a life well lived. So rest in peace to Coach Davidson. But, um, I mean, a fascinating deal. You were researching some history on Coach Davidson, and and uh, it, it's funny because the ebbs and flows of the Khaki-Grizz rivalry have been so different because the two schools, they weren't in the same division until the Big Sky Conference was founded in 1963. So there was a lot of lopsided on both sides. But then in the 60s and 70s, during the Jim Sweeney, Sonny Hollander, the Bobcats dominated that rivalry pretty good. Coach Davidson was kind of a byproduct of that. But on the other hand, I also know that Coach Davison, when he became Scout Davison, 
provided a ton of opportunities for guys from the state of Montana and from both the big Division One universities in the state. And honestly, I think that's going to be maybe his biggest legacy altogether, Coulter. When you talk about what he did maybe after when he was the head coach of the Grizzlies, you mentioned the lopsided affairs. I went back through just to double check just the games that he had in the Cat Grizz Grizz Cat rivalry, and uh, unfortunately, you're right, he was 0 three in it. So that was the era where the Cats were dominating in the '60s. But uh, to be a part of six championship teams with the Denver Broncos being a scout, uh, but obviously a football legacy, and there's so many different avenues that these great football minds really um, can flourish and help so many other people out. I, I think that Coach was a, a perfect example of that, that you know what, the, the moment that the coaching career was over with, it was straight into scouting, and boy, to excel would be an understatement, and still to have the bitter roots. Um, I know that that's kind of tough. Don't say that 10 times in a row, but <laughs> the bitter root roots, but uh, being down there, I know even into his late 80s, a fiery guy whatsoever, and it was uh, it was great. So very sad to uh, hear the passing of 92, um, and he'll go down to the record books, the history books, uh, one way or another. It's amazing to me, too, and this can stem into a different conversation, but just the, the lack, maybe, of um, tenure that you have with the Grizzly football coaches. There was there hasn't been a coach that has stayed more than 10 years consecutively. Totally. Which is, like, I mean, that just goes to show you, because you go down the list, there's so many names that uh, have been on there from the 50s all the way down. No one more than nine years. When you look at the rivalry, since the Big Sky Conference was founded in 1963, there actually has not been a coach on either side of the Montana-Montana State football rivalry that's lasted longer than Don Reed. Don Reed, 1985 to 1995. That's the longest tenure because you had guys like Jim Sweeney who were there and then moved up, went to Washington State, went to Fresno State. He's the only Bobcat coach in the Big Sky Conference era to elevate his position. Every other Bobcat coach since then has either been forced into retirement like Cliff Heisel or fired. Every single one of them, except for Sonny Holland, who then abruptly retired when he was only 36 years old after only being there for, I guess, seven, maybe eight seasons at the helm. And then on the Montana side, you had a a couple coaches that were kind of fighting an uphill battle because the Cats had so much traction, you know, like Gene Carlson, Jack Swarthout. Swarthout actually had some good, great teams in the late 1960s. Uh, But, you know, Gene Carlson and then into Larry Donovan. And then from Don Reed through Bobby Houck, everybody had... chances at the FBS. And you also look at the winning percentages, starting with Coach Reed. You can see the cosmic shift from that moment on. And it's just fascinating, again, the the other aspect of this rivalry. And I know we talked about it um, pre-show coming into this, about what it just means to work in the state of Montana. And, and I can't say it enough about how special it is day in, day out, because it's about the history side of things, right, exactly. Coulter? It is. It, and what separates Montana and people that, that don't live here just really they can't grasp it because it's the day in day out and really what me and you do is kind of a microcosm of it all and that's why it's so special to be a part of that yes coach davids i mean so many years behind but he's still in being talked about today i mean it revered well for good reason yeah there's been you and i both get asked um several of the same questions over and over again. Who's winning the in-state recruiting battle? What do you think of the Cat Grizz game and the Grizz Cat game coming up next, whether it's hoops or football or whatever? But one question I've been asked quite a bit lately is, why hasn't the Montana schools gotten more guys in the NFL, particularly Montana? Because if you know the history of the University of Montana, even during the years when Montana was not the cream of the crop in the Big Sky Conference, I think there was something like 250 Grizzlies that made it to either the NFL or the CFL 
before the glory days of Montana football started with the erection of Washington Grizzly Stadium and the great run sparked by Don Reed all the way through that 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 epic era where Montana won as many games as anybody in college football. And I think that you could talk about the facilities and the winning success and the winning tradition and all that, but I think that some of the most undertold portions of it or some of the support that was in and around the Missoula community, a guy like Hugh Davison, who has always given Montana kids a chance. There's been a couple agents, namely Ken Staniger, who free agency agents, that whole concept was not really a thing until the late 70s or early 1980s. Kenny Staniger was one of the first agents, period. And then he had this great little niche where he was getting all the guys from Missoula, specifically the University of Montana, and then building his agency out basically to the West Coast and then up into Canada. And at at his height, people said he's the Drew Rosenhaus of of the CFL, right? I mean, he's negotiating big-time contracts, but he also negotiated big-time contracts for guys like Mark Rippon. At the time, you know, when Mark Rippon signed that deal as a Super Bowl MVP, he was the second-highest-paid player in NFL history behind a guy named Dan Marino. So Ken Sandra from right here in Missoula, Montana, a Missoula Sentinel grad, rest in peace, Kenny. I knew him well growing up my whole life. He had a huge influence, and he, the lack of that presence here, I think, has gotten guys some so less shots too. But there, I mean, there's a lot of different influences. Bob Obilovich having such a huge presence as an administrator and a, a front office guy up in the CFL. Guys like Bob Beers, who played in Montana and coached in Montana. He's been scouting and getting guys chances for a long time too. So those people had a huge influence on it, and I think that once there's more guys back in the mix that uh, are that quality of player, there's always going to be elevated opportunities from guys for, for guys in the University of Montana. Bob Beers was on the tip of my tongue. I was ready to talk about him, too, because he's maybe the most current that you could say could the connection there. And it's kind of a microcosm of life, though, right? It's all about who you know. It's not maybe what you know, where there's so many players that might have the same skill sets or similar skill sets. Well, it's more of a guy like a Coach Davidson, a Bob Beer saying, hey, I'm vouching for this guy. I know he's playing at a smaller school, but he can do it. And okay, you, you get the one person, that one connection you need. And even go back even to the most current state right now, Dante Olson, right? Yep. One of the best players to ever come through here. What was his only connection to Philly? Tim Houck. Tim Houck, exactly. Martin, I mean, yep. Exactly. It's all about who you know at this point, and um, it, it really is. And guys like Coach Davidson, Bob Beers, down the line, very important to the success of trying to get that pipeline established or reestablished, depending on how you look at it. We're going to circle back around to this, actually, because I want to talk a little bit more about this, so we'll get back around to this maybe a little bit later on this hour. It is Nuanez now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula as well as statewide, SWX Montana Television. Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz, joining me, Coulter Nuanez, right here in the ESPN Missoula studios. And we got a good text yesterday, Riley. This one made us chuckle a little bit, but it actually got our wheels spinning to have a potentially fun conversation that could be obviously not serious or tangible, but revelatory for what we want, uh, or uh, an analysis of what uh, the, the ideal pro- quarterbacks for each of the two in-state Division One football programs are. So the text is also from Brett. Thanks, Brett, for uh, always contributing to the show. Topic idea. With the Seahawks in the playoffs and the Big Sky football potentially starting back up in the spring, we'll see, but regardless, potentially starting back up in the spring, how would Russell Wilson and Montana head coach Bobby Houck get along if Russ was the greatest QB? Would the results be enough for Houck? If you missed yesterday's show, you can check out our debate on whether you'd rather be the Seahawks, who just go 11-5 every year, win a playoff game and lose, or a team that maybe rides the roller coaster but has Super Bowl-winning potential. But on that note, would the results be enough for Houck or would he, would he want a more in-your-face swagger? Or would Houck just tell Russ to wipe the smirk off his face? This got us thinking about which quarterbacks 
in the NFL or which quarterbacks at the college level that we've seen in the big sky would maybe be ideal, particularly for the fits of Bobby Houck and Jeff Chobo. First of all, what's your take on that? How would Russell Wilson fit in with Coach Houck? Okay, I mean, there's got to be one caveat in. Is Russell Wilson there when Coach Houck gets hired, or is Coach Houck picking Russell Wilson? That's an interesting poll. Because that right there, I think they would make it work because if Rush, Russ has already established, Houck would come in there, I would say... He would put complimentary pieces around him better, I would think. I, um, I think Coach Houck, I know Coach Houck loves competitors, and that's what right. Russ is. So I think that... And he's tough. He, oh, very tough. So he would make it work in that regard. And I think that there might be some butting of the heads, but overall, yes, the answer is I think they would be able to make it work. When Bobby Houck's sitting back, if he's in charge of drafting a quarterback, I'm not sure if Russell Wilson would be number one, but that's why the, the whole caveat of that comes into play. What do you think? I agree with you. I think that Russ is steadfast in his his leadership style, and I, I think that Bobby Houck really likes consistency. So I think those – and Russell Wilson is a proven competitor and a proven winner, and I think those two things outweigh a lot of other factors as well. And Russell Wilson has, has a controversial personality because he's so uncontroversial, right? There's a lot of people that don't like him because he is so sort of um, angelic and seems so squeaky clean all the time. But I listened to a podcast with Russell Wilson. Uh, he went on Bill Simmons' podcast uh, during the pandemic, and I thought it was it, it was interesting because it, it, on one hand, it certainly reemphasizes all the things you don't want to like about Russell Wilson, but it also reemphasized just how consistent he is with his, with his preparation. I mean, Russell Wilson has he is in that rare air of professional athletes that. Don't get me wrong. All pro athletes, I think, definitely have an elevated level of competition and an elevated level of drive. But I think that the the amount that these guys work on their crafts and how dedicated they are to it completely holistically varies drastically. There's a lot of guys in the NBA that really do just go to practice and then go home and play Xbox all day. And then there's guys like LeBron James who practices for eight hours every single day and then also spends millions of dollars taking care of his body. Russell Wilson said on that podcast, I spent $1 million on my body last year. I got a trainer. I got a psychologist. I got a therapist. I got a nutritionist. I got a chef. I got a physical therapist. Everybody, everything. And he said, I take one day off a year, Christmas Eve. And then after Christmas morning, it's Christmas Eve from noon until Christmas morning's over, and then I'm back at it. So he's working 364 out of 365. And that's what it takes to be one of the best. It absolutely does. And I think that people that are consistent quarterbacks and consistent work ethics, what? They're consistent people off the field. There's not a roller coaster every day. You're not seeing Russell Wilson in the headlines for anything other than good. And for some, it may be annoying. And I'll admit, I have to try and separate it because... I feel you either love or hate the Seahawks, right? Sure. For me, I may be Especially more in the, out in Western Montana. Yeah, I'm probably more in the latter category there. I went to school at Washington State and had to hear about it from the oh, Seahawks. Oh, yeah. Just chirping it. Just put it back. You know, that's kind of where it started for me. But as far as Russell Wilson's concerned, it's hard for me to separate it, but it's important to do it because he's phenomenal. And right. Separate him from the Seahawks in general. I mean, how can you not like the guy? And he's just a consistent person. What he does off the field... To me, the people that think he's annoying, angelical, it's envy. That's sure. all it is. Sure. It's just envious. Sure. He's the guy that truly has everything. And to see the work ethic, though, it goes to show you. There's how many guys, how many people come out and try and be a quarterback in the NFL? How many? I mean, we're talking, we have a youth sports segment coming sure. up. How many think, okay, I'm going to be one of those 32? Well, then you break it down even more where there are 32 quarterbacks, right? But you have a Dwayne Haskins and a Russell Wilson right. in the same category. There's another echelon, and that's where Russ is at right now. So uh, I think any coach would be able to make it work with Russ. 
Okay, let's get into this then because I think that there's a lot of fun we could have here. Well, let's keep on the NFL track yeah. first and foremost. We're just going to stick with guys that are kind of in this era. So guys that have just played in the last handful of years. Which NFL quarterbacks or a quarterback or quarterbacks do you immediately think of? when? You, let's start with the Grizz. When you think of Bobby Houck, which guys would Bobby Houck love to have? So I've got two. Okay. I've got Josh Allen. I think that's money in the bank. And I'm going to go a little bit outside the box, Deshaun Watson. That's good. That's yeah. actually more inside the box than you would have thought. I actually think Josh Allen could be one that fits for both Houck and Choke. Yeah. I was texting uh, somebody the other day during the Bills game, and I was saying the only thing that could make Josh Allen's story better is if he wasn't from Northern California. Yeah. Like, if he was just from Sheridan, Wyoming or something, Soda Springs, Silver Springs, whatever, give, take it from one of those drilling towns in Wyoming, oh. it would make the story even even more great. You know, the kid from Laramie. The fact that he's by way of Northern California is interesting. He's from a small town, farm town, for sure. But I just think it's hilarious that uh, he's got this cowboy swagger and that comes from his college days for sure, but he's actually a Cali boy. I, you wouldn't think he's a Cali boy. I don't associate him with being a Cali boy at all. He doesn't play like it, but that would complete the story. Or or being somewhere, and I know we're biased up, up here in Montana, but like put him up in Eureka, you know, right? like from Eureka. How cool would that be? You know, I don't know. Yeah, no, I can see it, but Josh Allen, he uh, fits all I, of it. I like Josh Allen. Uh, that's, a, that's definitely a, a good one. Uh, the, another a guy that I uh, – that, uh, that reminded me, actually, the people that have been loyal listeners of this show, they know that I, I got a, a close relationship with Cole Burkwist. We lived together in college for a little while. And then Cole went on to play up in the CFL. And the guy who actually in the NFL reminds me the most of what Cole was like, obviously Cole's a very poor man's version of him. Shout out to Cole if by chance you're listening. I think you're in Cali. But <laughs> this is a compliment to you, buddy, because you're a great player. But uh, Ryan Tannehill reminds me a lot of how Cole was. Because okay. you can run the bootleg stuff. Yep. You can throw on the run. Uh, not necessarily, you're operating an offense that isn't about you, but you are the key component to it. I was going to say unassuming, right? but solid. I mean, I've always thought that Cole um, maybe doesn't get remembered as well as other players in school history only because he was surrounded by such great players. He never had to throw for 4,000 yards in a season or 35 touchdowns in a season, even though he did have two straight 30 total touchdown seasons. But when you got Lex Hilliard and Chase Reynolds, you just turn around and hand the ball off. And when it's third down, you throw it to Mark Mariani, and that's just what it is. So, um, But Tannehill is very similar. I think the Tannehill... Not only can you win the games, can he win you games for the Titans, but he actually does win the Titans more games than anybody else on their team. He just has to be ready to embrace the moment when the moment comes. I thought he was actually honestly probably a dark horse MVP candidate this year. Obviously, he's overshadowed by the running back and Derrick Henry because he got all the yards. But Tannehill was the guy that made them. I mean, they got a lot of shootouts this year, and Tannehill was one that put them over the top early. And I think right. again, that's why it's just such a "What have you done for me lately?" type league because Henry's just went off late. But you're right, Tannehill early on, they were winning those shootouts. Remember that game where they beat the Bills, forty-two to sixteen? That mm-hmm. raised his eyebrows, and he was he had four or five touchdowns in that game. And you're thinking, okay, this is a, a different level of quarterback that we're seeing. And I think that Tannehill maybe got drug into that vortex when Miami was poor, and you just thought, okay, it's a byproduct of quarterback play he's kind of retooled himself a little bit I think he's one of those quarterbacks that's you know he never gets talked about enough but there's, there's a reason why he's led the Titans to the playoffs back-to-back years Nuana's now Coulter Nuana is from ESPN Missoula broadcasting with Riley Corcoran voice of the Grizz 1029 ESPN Missoula statewide SBX Montana television if you're wondering why I have this October 29th 1962 Sports Illustrated it's actually because on the cover is Fran Tarkenton Fran Tarkenton I think is perhaps uh, the player in league history that won 
isn't remembered with as great a reverence as he deserves. He made it to four Super Bowls. They lost four Super Bowls. How would his reputation be different even if he would have got one, let alone two? That's one part of it. Secondarily, though, with all of the priority on the quarterback run game that we've seen in today's game, it's easy to forget that this isn't a new thing. It's like Chote always, Jeff Chote, Montana State head coach, always says, it's back to the future. The quarterback used to be the main running cog. It was just when they were running the wing tee. But the first guy that was under center and then actually throwing the ball, who was running around all over the place, was Fran Tarkenton. And so that's my number one guy for Jeff Joe. This is obviously in the yesteryear, but I just thought it, this is a cool memorabilia that I got. Shout out to my cool. former coworker, Sean. He got this for me as a gift. Super nice of him. But, uh, but of course, when you talk about Cho, who he would love, if, if you're gravitating towards what the Bobcats have done on, off, on offense the last several years, the number one guy that you have to pick is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. Right. To, to me, I've got both of them in there. I think Lamar Jackson for sure was the first name that came to mind. I'm thinking, you know what, though? I, I could see Kyler and uh, Coach Cho at work. Because Coach Cho, I mean, we, we know he's evolved as a coach big time. And sure. he, he's a guy more than anyone else that has adjusted to his personnel. And I think mm-hmm. that's what makes him so elite when it comes to that category. Kyler Murray, he could have a lot of fun with what Murray could do and would embrace the, the dual threat aspect of it. So I want Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. I didn't go... Far back in the archives, as you did. Just one total side note, but talk about Fran Tarkenton. We're going to Georgia. He is a legend there. He, I didn't sure. know. I didn't realize sure. he went to Athens High School too. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's from there. He's wow. from Athens, okay. Georgia, and then okay. played at Georgia. Okay. Third round pick in '61. I mean, but they've got. He's plastered all over in Athens, so he's a legend. Just on that, no, you brought that one up. Yeah, the one other guy I thought about in the NFL for for Choate. And this is just because Choate has explained to me, because I've asked him so many times, what his ideal quarterback is. And he's told me so often, it's not about arm strength, it's not about completion percentage. He has a very old school view of it. He says, it's about consistency, can I trust you, and what's your leadership skills like? In terms of guys that I think that would fit into what Choate would want out of a consistent leader, Alex Smith. Alex Smith is unspectacular, but he's tough as nails. What a story to come back from what he's been through. And while he's not going to Patrick Mahomes yet and, and throw for 450 and five touchdowns, he's also almost never going to screw it up, especially as he gets older uh, into the twilight of his career. So I thought of Alex Smith because I thought that would fit um, Choate's um, definition of quarterback. Very fitting. I think Choate even take on the challenge even more of going, heck yeah, I'll take a guy that I'd... <laughs> 35 surgeries on his leg. You're tough. I got you. Come on. Let's go win this thing together. That's exactly right. Okay, NFL guys that we think would drive the two Montana coaches up the wall. Oh, this is great. Okay. It might surprise you because it's two of the the all-time greats for me. That's part of it, right? And this is the difference between pro and college, right? Are we going one on each right now? Give me me one on each. Okay. For Choate. Going oh, Tom Brady. Absolutely. Tom Brady. And for Bobby Houck, Aaron Rodgers. No question. Those <laughs> are my it. two as well. I love it. I mean, those two, I mean, come on. Choate and Pretty Boy Brady. It ain't happening, dude. That ain't it's happening. not happening. And Rodgers thinking he knows everything compared to Coach Houck, who usually has the final say. 
ain't gonna happen either. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, those those two are really good ones. One other guy I thought of that actually is underrated too that I think would fit with Choate is Teddy Bridgewater. Ooh, the reason I thought yeah. of that is because the other guy I think would drive both these coaches crazy is Cam Newton. Oh my gosh, Cam Newton with these dressing up at the press conference like get out of here. Could you imagine on a Monday press conference? I know we're talking hypothetical world here. Cam Newton dressed up right next to Coach Halk for those Monday press no. conferences. You wear your gray shirt next to Coach Halk. That's it. Same with uh, Coach Choate. You wear your Bobcat, your Bobcat yep. sweats. That's what you wear. There, there's actually two more that are a little bit, again, outside the box. I tried to go one obvious mm-hmm. one. one. Mm-hmm. For Coach Halk, I would say another disaster would be Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. I, I don't think, I mean, he's reckless. He's just kind of, I'm doing it my way. Yep. I'm not going to do put in the off-season work. I'm going to show, you know, I can show up overweight. I, I'm the guy, whatever it might be. And for Cho, this one bothered me that I put this down, but like Drew Brees, I don't know if those two would match very well either because I love Drew Brees. Sure. And I think he's, I mean, obviously one of sure. the all-time greats. I don't know if that would fit either. That, that's an interesting one too because Brees has to be the field general. He has to be kind of like the co-offensive coordinator, whereas I think that Choate likes guys more like Bridgewater or Alex Smith that can kind of get it done. What about Baker Mayfield? Ooh. I think he's kind of he's kind of one that I think that if if they harnessed him would be, both coaches might like him because he, he's a, he's a, tough sucker too oh he could fit i think with both and he's got the attitude that i think both coaches would embrace from their quarterback a little bit where it kind of compares to maybe a current or former grizzly quarterback that we both might mention in our next question but i think baker mayfield dalton sneed kind of have a yep. little bit of yep. maybe similarities yep. of course on a different skill level but just as far as the toughness leadership that kind of thing I, I see a little bit of similarity there so let's talk a couple Big Sky guys. This is going to be your wheelhouse, by for, the way. for sure. Um, I know this is this part. This what I'm about to say is not speculation. This is true. Truth. Choate loves Dalton Sneed. Choate loved Dalton Sneed. Choate talked more gushingly about Dalton Sneed during before two Cat Grizz games than than he's talked about almost any offensive player. To be sure, it's so funny when Choate does his his big scouting report at the beginning of every press conference. You love it as a media guy. You learn a ton as a football guy, but. He just loves some of the defensive guys. Like he just he he's like getting fired up thinking about George Obina and and guys like that. He loved Dante Olson too. You know, said I love to have that guy on my team. But the guy he talked most glowingly about was Dalton Sneed because I think he loved not just Sneed's leadership and talent, but his toughness. And Sneed proved that over and over again with the Grizz. And I think that that that's why I mean, the saga that was Dalton Sneed when Bobby Hawk first took the job was one that was. A controversy turned into one of the great affirmations that we've seen, particularly during Bobby Houck's years. Pretty at quickly, Montana. too. Yeah. Pretty quickly. I mean, for him to come in, we we all know. I mean, everybody thought Gresh Jansen was the next Dave Dickinson. He just—it's easy to look at the numbers and everything in between, and to come in to make a, a seismic change like that to win the locker room over—that to me was was everything. Because I, I truly wasn't at every spring practice when the transformation happened, mm-hmm. but I was hearing the off the field stuff of how Dalton Sneed became a leader, how he won the locker room, how he was mm-hmm. named a captain. That told me all I needed to know. Mm-hmm. The shift was there. Both coaches would love Sneed. Sneed was one of my picks for Coach Choate. The mm-hmm. other one would be Eric Berrier. That's a, Berrier, for whatever reason, Easter didn't run Berrier nearly. Easter Washington I, did not run Berrier as much why? last year. I, that was they didn't run him, or they didn't actually get him outside the pocket as much as they did. Either. And that's his strength. They had a new offensive coordinator, so I wonder if part of it was the learning of the scheme. But also, Eastern has, has def- definitively changed their identity in Aaron Best's time. I, I think that they 
They prioritized running the football more. That worked great when they had great backs and they went all the way to Frisco a couple years back. But I just think that uh, keeping Barry in the pocket as much as they have really limits him. But Barry is, Barry is definitely a good one. It seems like he's, by the, just to finish that thought, seems he's visibly frustrated by that, too. I, I noticed sure. it a lot from, from the booth in that game last year in Missoula sure. where they kind of had the grizz on the ropes a little bit. Yep. I mean, of course, Dalton Sneed being out of that game and Eastern kind of threw the first punch. And it just seemed the reins were on Barrier. So mm-hmm. just uh, it was an interesting take. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, a, a loose Eric Barrier would be a better fit for Jeff Choate, I think. Yeah, no question. Um, the other guy that pops in my mind is for his former Big Sky quarterbacks that I think would that Choate would love is a guy that used to play at Montana State, and that's Dakota Prukop. Because Prukop loves to run it, and he, he can spin it, too. And uh, he's a really good – I mean, I think that probably Hauk would like him too. But uh, a couple of guys that came to mind for me for Hauk that I think that they'd really like – that he would really like, in terms of a contemporary guy, is Davis Alexander at Portland State. They, Davis, Davis Alexander is kind of a poor man's Dalton Sneed, right? Yep, absolutely. And that game that – the Portland State, when they hosted Montana – Last year. Yes. Yep. He had the flu. And nobody knew it. Davis Alexander did. Davis Alexander had the flu. And he played (laughs) one of the... Dante hit it right out of him. He played one of the grittiest games afterwards. And you're right. Coach Howe spoke glowingly about him. That's the toughest kid that we went against. And for that reason, you're spot on. Davis Alexander, great pick. And he's got one more year. He He does. Bruce Barnum is one of the most interesting case studies in the league. Portland State's head coach. Because even during his time under Nigel Burton... The offense was way down the list on Portland State's problems. They actually ranked in the top 10 in offensive production three years in a row. They were a stuffed two-point conversion away from sharing the Big Sky title with Montana State in 2011. That team was good. They went 7-4. and four. They were one game out of a first place in the Big Sky. And if it wasn't for Zach Minter making a hero play on a two-point conversion in Portland that year, the Vikings might have been in the playoffs, and that might have made the whole saga of Portland State football be completely different. But from Connor Cavanaugh, who's the quarterback of that team, to Alex Caressa, who led Portland State to a share of the Big Sky title and the playoffs in that 2015. That magical year they had. Magical year they had. To Davis Alexander, all three of those guys are kind of cut from the same cloth. They're all you know, five foot ten, five foot eleven, not very big, but really competitive, really athletic, really good leaders, really good field generals. And so Barnum's done a really good job of finding the guys – uh, that he li- likes in the system. One other guy that I thought I've seen in the league as of late that I thought would really fit Choate's style, and I actually think that if they could get a, a quarterback like this, it could be the missing element to them claiming their first Big Sky title under Jeff Choate, and that's Stephen Cantwell. Stephen Cantwell was the quarterback of Weber State during Jay Hill's first Big Sky Conference Championship year. Uh, he's an atypical type of guy. He was a guy that went uh, – he, he actually didn't play football coming out of high school. Then he went to a junior college. Then he went on a Mormon mission, and then he came back. So he was you know, mid-20s when he was leading the way for Weber State. He wasn't big. He wasn't fast. He wasn't that talented. Tough as nails. Convert your third downs. Winner. Take care of the ball. Uh, Jay Hill – I remember I did a story at asking each coach if you had to pick your offensive MVP and you could pick a guy off your team, who would you pick? And he said, I pick I pick Stephen Cantwell. I know his numbers are nowhere close to nationally elite, but he said, the guys turn the ball over twice this entire year, and we converting third downs at like a 55% rate, and for what we do, that's what I want. And it's amazing that Weber State has kept up despite their quarterback play going down. Because right. I thought last year, I mean, no disrespect to anybody. I thought that was maybe their weakest position on the field. For sure. And and they still were able to make it as All far the way as to the they final did. four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it goes to show you Cantwell was he was different. I mean, he was good. Well, here's the thing that uh that 
Jay Hill does better than any anybody in the league. Jay Hill's always going to have five to seven players on his team that are the absolute best players in the league at their positions. And if if those guys are the kicker, the punter, the long snapper, and the kick returner to make up four of those seven guys, he doesn't care, but he knows he has a defined advantage against you. If he's got a guy like Trey Tuttle that can make 25 to 30 field goals in a year and a guy like Rashid Shahid who is going to score you four to five touchdowns a year in the return game, that is a systematic advantage over everybody else in the league. And I think that that's where you know every coach is trying to recruit the best DN and the best linebacker and the best running back. And by the way, Josh Davis, when healthy, is one of the best running yes. backs. One of the keys of that game against Montana last year was Dante Olsen saying night-night to Josh Davis. Early. And that, that and I think that put Constant, Jake Constantine on full display because uh, he was then overwhelmed because he didn't have his All-American running back to give the ball to. And Shahid got hurt in the first quarter, too. I, I mean, mean based, both their playmakers were out. They lost Justin Malone, yeah. their tight end. Yeah. I mean, the, the, they, it was a decimation. And, and so much of that is just the way that the Montana coaching staff had those guys completely geared up. What else is new? We're late. We were on time all day yesterday. We're not on time today, but that's okay. That was fun, Riley. Was I loved it. After this, we got Taglieri sandwiches for you. We're going to eat one. We're going to give you one. And we're going to give you a little update on youth sports. A hint. We got women's wrestling at the high school ranks in Montana so now. So sweet. Trend setting. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan and you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula. It's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Ever seen Tom Petty in concert? I did. I, Where? Actually, I actually saw Tom Petty's second to last concert before he passed away. Wow. Safeco Field Ooh. in Seattle. That's a good one. Sold out. Epic. Like, incredible. I mean, just, I appreciated Tom Petty before, but then to see him live, I was amazed. And then for him to pass away, like, three weeks later, it, it's totally surreal, but... Seriously, one of the best concerts I've ever been to in my life. Did you ever get to see him? I did. I saw him at the Gorge. Oh, uh, wow. Circa 2011. Uh, oh, my god. No, 2010. 2010. So I was living in Ellensburg. So I used to live about 30 minutes from the Gorge. So The Gorge is epic for people in Montana oh, that don't know or have never go. been there. Yes. You got to go. Hopefully, someday soon, we get some live <laughs> music back in our lives. It's Nuanez now. I'm Coulter Nuanas. He's Riley Corcoran. He's the voice of the Grizz. You can find uh, all his great broadcasting skills on the Grizzly Radio Network. 
Uh, it's supposed to be a bye week, but the uh, Grizz have a game they, um, of Saturday. Course. We're gonna we're gonna add that to the sports center. So for those that I hadn't heard, and that'll be in tomorrow's sports center read, of course. So we'll remind you. But the Grizz do have a doubleheader: Lady Grizz at two p.m. and the Grizz at seven p.m. against Whitworth. Opposite. Oh, the Grizz are the, yeah, men, the gri- men first. Yeah. Men first. Ladies second. Men okay. are first. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Going opposite. They're not being very okay. polite, are they? It's usually ladies <laughs> first. Right? No, men are playing at two. That was the first game scheduled in. Poor Mike Petrino and the Lady Grizz, they've just been searching for games. Sure. And they've gotten Southern Utah game canceled, Utah Valley game canceled. So the Lady Grizz game was the late addition, but it works out great. They're both playing Whitworth men at two, Lady Grizz at seven. What you got brewing on the inside the den? Some good stuff coming up now. We're going to talk with both head coaches in this week's episode. Travis DeCure, Mike Petrino, kind of a season to date. We haven't gotten the Grizzly Coaches shows back going again. So kind of a catch everybody up on the first six weeks of both team season. I know there's a lot of questions out there really about both. The Lady Grizz being able to have that resiliency to come back. What's it like on the inner walls of that locker room this year? It certainly feels and looks different. Mm-hmm. For the men's side, there's a lot of question marks. How do you really feel about these young freshmen? So that'll be fun getting a Big Sky preview in. You're, you're going to be on the Inside the Den podcast, so that'll be fun. We'll talk with a couple of other Big Sky broadcasters, uh, some of our favorites, Larry Weir, Mitch Stroman, Chris King at Idaho, and we'll kind of do a Big Sky preview now that we're two, three weeks into the league. This is the weirdest part about the whole pandemic to me, and something that's been an an excruciatingly weird year, to be sure, but I want this to come off in a way that makes everybody that's listening understand that I miss it dearly. I've never gone out of my way to hang out with any of the play-by-play guys in the Big Sky Conference besides you, and and I guess a couple Montana State guys, but obviously everybody else is out of state. But I see these guys all the time, and I consider them good friends of mine, and I love talking to those guys, and I haven't seen them in a year. I got no idea what's going on. I know, and you should see some of them on Zoom calls. It's a little scary. Mitch (laughs) Stroman, I'm talking to you right now. (laughs) I got no room to talk. I need a beard trimmer. Give us a call, 361-3688 or 361-3688 for a text. If you know somewhere I can get my beard trim. I love my guys down at Compass Barbershop. They're a great job. They do a great job with my hair. But because of the pandemic, they're really being safe. They're not doing the beard trims. I might have to do it myself, but... uh can we get that sponsored? <laughs> Culture's trimming his beard by himself. I've only done it twice oh, in the last couple of years. And did a, it ain't pretty. If you're listening on the radio, it's 1029 ESPN Missoula. If you're listening on TV, it's SWX Montana Television. And if you're listening around the world, it's YouTube. You can subscribe there. The uh, I guess it's still the Tutel and Nuanas channel. We'll get it changed to Nuanas now ASAP. Or you can find us on the live stream. All you got to do is go to 1029ESPN.com and click on Listen Live. The live stream is presented by Opportunity Bank of Missoula. Opportunity Bank of Missoula, your local bank, your opportunity. I got this sandwich right here. It's the cheap trick. It's from Taglieri Deli. We're going to sample that in a minute, and we're going to take your call to give you $25 to Taglieri Delicatessen. But first, got to do our Pepsi Youth Sports segment. It's the first Tuesday of every month, giving you a lay of the land when it comes to youth sports. Usually we have either a bulletin board style, talking about announcements for signups for you know, YMC basketball or Strikers soccer or, or uh, Missoula FC soccer, whatever it might be. Uh, and sometimes we have guests talking about those various leagues and organizations. But because we're just coming off of Christmas break and it's, you know, as you know, a pandemic, we don't have much going on because there's not much going on around Missoula. But I did want to highlight one thing that I thought was pretty cool. There's been a couple different things floated in the MHSA, the Montana High School Association, in terms of the addition of sports, including baseball. And you and I will get into that because I know that you and I were both guys that absolutely would have played high school baseball if there was high school baseball uh, when we were coming up. But it's already a historic year in Montana because wrestling 
for females began at the high school level with what is believed to be the first high school wrestling duel in state history. Wrestling simultaneously next to the boys on the mat, the Kalispell girls and the Kalispell, Kalispell excuse me, Flathead and Kalispell Glacier girls each engaged in a duel. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I mean, there was not really any results um, reported uh, to the local media, but 21 girls out for Flathead and 21 girls out for Glacier. That's awesome, right? I mean, the fact that they have that many girls out is is super sweet. To get that many girls on the same page for something to break barriers is absolutely incredible. And when I saw this, like, you know what? The results don't matter, at least for the first time of this. The, The fact they are breaking barriers and to see that definitely noteworthy and really cool, especially just a short ways away from here. I am absolutely all about equality, and I don't even think I think equality is the wrong word because I think that there's a lot of athletes in the state of Montana that are females that are far superior to the male side of things, and that's why we cover female sports so heavily around here, whether it's women's college sports or high school girls sports. Uh, but the one thing that I've, I've never liked is when it's uh, some sort of a trinket or some sort of a gadget or some sort of a, a ploy. The fact that there's teams, I think, is great because they can now... Pre- this isn't a girl that's out for wrestling. It's not just a one-off, exactly. And, 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 and all the praise of the world to the individual that maybe has the courage to go join the football team or the wrestling team or whatever as a female. I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I just don't like when then they are a singular... Um, exploitative part of the story, rather. This is now a sport. Now you have girls that can practice against each other and compete against each other, and that's awesome, the fact that they're bringing it in. So uh, a quote from Flathead Junior, Hanaya Halverson. This is from 406MTSports.com. It was really, really fun. The whole team's energy was super exciting, and it was historic. Uh, she won her match at 126 pounds by a pin in 30 seconds. That's impressive. It was really just a fun time. I was glad Glacier had a lot of girls uh, for us to wrestle. That really made this whole event possible. And then Glacier Jr., Delaney Schultz, who's one of three team captains for the Wolfpack, she said uh, similar thoughts. She said, I definitely say it was a little more nerve-wracking than I thought it would be. I thought it was enjoyable, and I had a lot of fun while we were out there. It's definitely something I've never been a part of, so I thought that was fun, too. Making history is always great. Well, and another note on that, too. You see communities and maybe cities where it becomes a trend, but the fact that this was a crosstown duel, what that means, you had 42 high school girls in Kalispell, in Kalispell what a deal. alone. So if you break it down to that degree, even more impressive. So uh, congrats to everybody a part of that. For those who missed it, Riley's going to be joining me Mondays and Tuesdays for the foreseeable future. For, and uh, it's going to be a fun partnership I'm excited for. But Riley is only now even scratching the surface of the benefits that you get <laughs> working at ESPN in Missoula and Missoula Broadcasting Company in general. So, Riley, I got something for you here. You probably never thought you were going to be eating on live radio. This is fantastic. But you are. This is so great. This is a cheap trick sandwich from Tagliari Deli. It's uh, their version of the Reuben. I'm told by my main man, Max, down there at Tagliari that this is the best Thousand Island sauce you'll find anywhere in the world, let alone Montana. And we already know Tagliari Deli is the best sandwiches anywhere in the state of Montana. So give, us, give that a bite. Okay. Give the people a little, little uh, review. In the meantime, while Riley finishes his bite before he gets back on the mic, 361-3688, that's 361-3688. Taglieri Tuesday, presented by Taglieri Deli. Every Tuesday, we're giving you $25 to Missoula's Best Sandwich Shop. Go check it out. Uh, it's the corner of Beckwith and Higgins. And if you give us a call right now, second caller, Reese, number 2, 361-3688. You got $25 to Taglieri Deli in Missoula. What do you think? That's phenomenal. I mean, as it gets, right? you can't go wrong. Every sandwich is good. The Doobie Brother is probably my personal mm-hmm, favorite. Mm-hmm. I never turned this one down. The cheap trick. The Beach Boy. 
All of them. I mean, they're, they're all good. Every one of them. Oh, how happy are you that you're committed to Mondays and Tuesdays? Well, I mean, I, the side sidebar here, the only reason I committed to Tuesdays <laughs> so I could get half of this sandwich. No, but yes, definitely a perk of the show, and I, uh, I'll i bring my appetite and my game here every Tuesday. I, I love it. Thanks so much to Pepsi-Cola as well. Pepsi-Cola, Missoula, proud sponsor of U-Sports. Every Tuesday, got the U-Sports segment presented by Pepsi-Cola in Missoula. Treasure State Stars right after this. A little review of 2020 and a look at a kid who's making waves, not on the state level, not on the national level, on the world stage. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Reese is killing it today, by the way. Tom Petty and the Who, let's go. That, that gets me going. What other live radio show do you just get a crushed, delicious sandwich? <laughs> Tell me this isn't the best job in the world. This is fantastic, yeah. Book me in for uh, Tuesdays for the next decade. I'm good. <laughs> just, give me, just give me a take there, so You're not even going to be 40 by the time we get to the next decade. <laughs> Boy wonder over oh, here. Oh, and by the way. Are you 30 yet? I just I th- turned 31. I turned, just turned 31. Yeah, yeah, wow. I turned 31. Wow. By the wow. way, Megadeth also from loyal listener and Pete. Megadeth says that Megadeth... Oh, the Megadeth Taylor, sandwich. Yes, sandwich. Larry, so, oh, yeah, yeah. Pete, yeah. Yep, yep. Nuanas now. 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. If you want to follow us on social media, at 1029 ESPN on Twitter. You can also hit up at Skyline Sports MT. Hit up SkylineSportsMT.com for all your up-to-date Big Sky Conference news. We're going to feature about Danny Sprinkle and the Montana State Bobcats today. They are... Uh, if patience is a virtue, their patience is being tested more than anybody. They've had they're on their second stretch of the season of 16 days without a Division One game. So you can go check out some of Sprinkle's thoughts. He said straight up, "Man, I don't even know what to think of my team yet. We've only played uh, three Division four Division One games, and they're still a work in progress." But uh, Riley at Voice of the Grizz, right on Twitter. Yes, that's right. Nicely done by you getting that one. You can also hit us up on Facebook as well, uh, ESPN Missoula, Facebook backslash ESPN Missoula, and uh, we're gonna get the Instagram going. They're telling me that's what all the kids the have. Gram. You I had to lead my gram, so I don't uh, know. No, you got to do it, and you got to you get the stories. You got to yeah. give them a little look inside the studio. You know, yeah. maybe when you pick up the Taglier sandwich, you. Post a little shot there. Come on, you, we'll, we'll get the, we'll get you going on the gram here. Quickly. All right, all right. It's time now for our Treasure State Stars segment. We're bringing this back because we did it during football, and we basically highlighted football um, stars from standouts from the weekend that was. And now we're going to delve into it, but on a more broad level. Treasure State Stars now proudly presented by both Parkside Credit Union and Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op's student scholarship program now open for applications until 5 p.m. on January 25th, 2021. So that's coming up pretty quick. 
Each year, Missoula Electric Co-op gives away $15,000 in general scholarships to local students and two $1,000 line program scholarships for those interested in attending the Montana Line School to become a lineman. That's a great job in Montana, by the way. You must be an MEC member or dependent on MEC members to apply. Details on the program can be found at MissoulaElectricCoop.com. Proud supporters of youth sports around the state of Montana. Treasure State Stars, we're going to get a little retrospective, and we might actually have this spill into the, the next segment as well, because I do want to talk about some of the great athletes we had in Montana during the year of 2020. But one young man I want to highlight is Whitefish native Jake Sanderson. He's delivering on the world stage. This isn't just state or national-wide world stage. He's an 18-year-old from Whitefish. He helped send Team USA to the gold medal game of the 2021 World Junior Hockey Championships by collecting the game-winning assist in a 4-3 semifinal victory over Finland on Monday in Edmonton. Uh, Pretty cool. Team USA will play Canada for the championship at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time Tuesday. That's today for those counting. And the game will be aired on the NHL Network. So if you want to see Montana native Jake Sanderson, Tune in, 7.30 tonight, NHL Network. Are you surprised that there's not more big-time hockey players from Montana? I am surprised at that, but I also wanted to put in the same conversation a name of someone that has been very successful at the highest level from Montana. His name's Cam Strong, a Billings product. Um, He went went to go play at Dartmouth, a four-year contributor, all-league player, and... He's part playing now for the Reading Royals, ECHL affiliate of the, of the Flyers. So Super cool. Yeah, that's another guy that when I when you shot me the show uh, the the show lineup today, I was like, oh, got to get another hockey player in here. But I am surprised overall being so close to what is the hotbed of North Dakota and being so close to Canadian hockey, and just I'm surprised it hasn't spilled in just a little bit more. No question, and. Um We've actually had Cam Strong on the show. He's a great interview. Uh, I always love having hockey guys on because yeah. hockey guys are always hockey guys are like baseball guys. They're always a little surly. I got elevated level of self confidence usually, uh, but I know it is interesting. And and you wonder. I mean, you look at what some of Montana and Montana State's regional peers have had success in, and North Dakota hockey, North University of North Dakota men's hockey, is arguably. The most, well, it's not arguably. I think it's inarguable at this point. The most successful program from a small school like the regional state schools that are in the Western United States, like Montana, Montana State, North Dakota, North Dakota State, the, all the Dakota schools, yes. all these state schools in the small areas. I mean, North Dakota hockey is like a factory. I mean, they, they, have, they have like hundreds of guys in the NHL, multiple national championships. Have you ever been to the Ralph? I have, one time. It is it's incredible. It's nicer than NHL arenas. The oh, yeah. facilities they have for these guys. I mean, the Hall of Champions, the locker rooms. The locker rooms seriously are nicer than NHL locker rooms. So they, they do it right, and it is a great success story that you really don't hear too much about. But, man, they are nationally relevant year in, year out in Grand Forks, North Dakota. A desirable location by few. So unless, you, <laughs> unless you play hockey. Unless you play hockey. Yeah, that's exactly right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to circle back around to some of those 2020 Treasure State stars next week. Because we're up against it. Justin Angle from the business angle is going to come on with us to analyze business and sports, namely the topic of was college football worth it. But this Treasure State All-Stars is proudly presented by Parkside Credit Union. Parkside Credit Union now has so many perks. Free rewards, checking with cash back, high dividend rates, and ATM fee refunds. Ask for 
Casas at Parkside Credit Union. All types of mortgages, great rates on auto and recreational vehicle loans, low rates, no credit card fees. Say yes to savings at Parkside Credit Union. They also have the best mobile and online banking experience in Montana. Parkside Credit Union, always investing in tech and always saying yes. Parkside Credit Union, proud sponsors of the Treasure State All-Stars. Justin Angle, the business angle, breaking down the logistics, the finances, and just the overall complexion of college football. Right after this, it's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 